Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The guy walks right by me. He's wearing a hat, my hat, and my fishing glasses from the boat. <laughs> that is like, that's another, dude, you might be able to slap my wife's ass before you can do that. You got what I'm saying? <laughs> so check this out. I am pissed. So when the guy walks by me and he says to me, uh, how are you? Like that? I go, huh? In Spanish, I go, mejor que tú, better than you. That's all I said. I guess caught the guy by surprise. Not that he knew that that was my boat that he stole. Nothing. I get to where I can verify that it's my boat, and I just nod my head yes. Well, guess what happens? These guys come out of the bushes with their M16s, these guys in the middle of the dock, they they put their hands up. The guy comes up, he's got a, he's got the gun pointed at the guy's head. Dang! Oh yeah, yeah, like, like this, it went down. First of all, welcome to the Tom Rowland podcast. I go by the name of DJ Laz, special guest, which is apparently taking over the show right now. <laughs> uh, uh, we are joined by Bruce Marks and Eric Martinez. So get ready for a very interesting and informative podcast, the Tom Rowland podcast featuring DJ Laz. What up? I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, let me tell you okay. something. First of all, thank you for uh, inviting me out here. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a great podcast because we're going to talk about a lot of different things in the marine industry and world. And uh, one of them um, is going to blow you away when I tell you this story about what happened to me back in 2007 when they stole one of my vessels. Well, that's kind of what we're here for. We're going to we're, we're at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. You can yep. see it right behind us. There's 
uh, every beautiful boat you could possibly imagine behind us. And um, this is an incredible show. There's so many different things. And one of the big things that, that is going on in not only South Florida, but a lot of places is boat theft. It's a huge issue. And so that's kind of the premise of the show. But mostly the premise of the show is I got some awesome guests today. <laughs> DJ Laz, he's a Miami legend. Uh, we have Bruce Marks right here and Eric Martinez that uh, all have a little bit of a, of a story that's pretty interesting in in this in this area of boat theft and 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 what happens. But uh, um, what about your story? Man? <laughs> oh man, okay. Well, um, back in 07, I have a house in Key Largo. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like all of us. The the dream. Man, I want to go. I want to have a place in the Keys, or I want to fish in the Keys. And our pride and joy is our vessel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That That is my disconnect from my radio world, from my music world. When I get out there, I just, I want to fish. I want to enjoy life and have a good time. Well, I had put a uh, tracking device on the boat back in 07, not because I wanted to, but because the insurance basically told me, hey, we'll insure you, but your deductible is going to be $45,000 <laughs> without a tracking device or $4,500 with a tracking device. And I go, oh, it sounds like a no-brainer to me. How much is the tracking device? And they're like, oh, it's under 2000 I said, uh, I would be right not to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I said, yeah, go ahead and install it, no, knowing nothing about it. I just figured my deductible is going to be low. It is what it is. So it was one week after the Columbus Day Regatta because the boat was loaded with, you know, drinks and waters and all sorts of stuff in there. And I had probably three-quarters of a tank of, uh, of fuel and I'm, I'm at home, and all of a sudden, it's 11.07 at night. I'll never forget it. I had to do the morning show the next day. And all of a sudden, they call, hey, boat, boat in motion. And I go, now, I had this for a week. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is a glitch. You know what I'm saying? It's 11.07 at night. It would give me a, an alert every day at noon. Hey, I'm good, basically. Right. 11.07 at night. Like, okay, sums up. So I called my neighbor, John, who lives across the street from me. And I said, hey, John, it's Laz. I'm sorry to bother you at this time of night. But I had just installed a tracking device on the boat. Um, and it's telling me the boat is moving. Can Just so I can sleep good, can you just look outside your window and verify that it's there? He goes, yeah, man, no problem. Give me a second. Da, 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 da. Second goes by. He comes back. He goes, hey, bud. <laughs> guess your tracking device is working. <laughs> that boat's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's I said, there. What? I mean, obviously, I freaked the hell out. So I get up, I get dressed, I get in my truck, and I start going down to the Keys. And, you know, when somebody violates you like that, that shit hurts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get all the way down to the Keys, and when I get to my place, I see the lift in the water, and I see my garage door open, and my front door is open. I said, <clears throat> motherfuckers. <laughs> so I go inside. And what they did, because I had heard that they were stealing boats in that area at that time. And I go, you know what? I'm going to shut off the power to the lift. So I guess when they got there and they went to the lift and it was off, they broke into the house to turn the lift on. Oh, not their first rodeo. Not their first rodeo, for (laughs) sure. You'll you'll see how interesting this story gets. Um, So when I went up, I saw they turned on the breaker. But obviously, once they got in the house, they got me for about 35 grand worth of, you know, high-end fishing rods, electric rods, all sorts of shit. So now I'm hot. 
You know, one thing is you you take a boat, all right, but when you now you violated, you go in my house and you start taking personal things, now we got a problem. So I call the insurance company and I tell them what's going on. I call the police department. I got, you know, Monroe County Sheriff's House uh, officers at the house. And I'm, and I'm giving them all the details of the boat, da, 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 and I'm like, guys, the boat is right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can see every three minutes or five minutes it would give me an alert. And I'm like, okay, can nobody, can we not just go and get them? You know what I'm saying? I had a wrap on the boat. Yeah. They stopped outside by Rodriguez Key, outside of Key Largo, and peeled the wrap off the boat. Really? So they had some time to sit there and do this shit. So I got a hold of Coast Guard. I got a hold of uh, ICE. I got a hold of uh, uh, Homeland to everybody. Nobody wanted to help. The biggest mistake that I made was not telling them what I did for a living. Because as soon as, as soon as they found out later on that it was DJ Laz and I started talking about it on the radio, I got a call from the head guy of the United States Coast Guard. Right. Now, the crazy part, they take the boat. I'm watching them and I'm pissed. So I called my insurance. I said, yo, I'm flying to Mexico. They said, are you sure you want to do that? And I go, yes. I'm pissed off. Yeah. We're going to send one of our associates to meet you there. Great. Boom. I go, there was me and my, my buddy, Big Will. We get to Mexico. I land in Mexico. I turn on the phone and I see it's in the Yucatan Peninsula headed towards Islas Mujeres, Mexico. So I, I land and I tell the guy, hey, I need to get to Islas Mujeres. No, it's, isn't it? it's too late. It's not going to work now. And I go, my ass. I pull out cash. Oh, now you're talking. I called his cousin who called somebody else who came. Boom, got me on the boat. We end up in Islas Mujeres, Mexico. I get off at Islas Mujeres, Mexico. I tell the guy, police station. Guy points that way. I go to the police station. When I get there, there are probably six, seven officers outside, but in tank tops, shorts, and flip-flops. <laughs> no, you know, military uniform, nothing. Like that. And I go to the guy, thank God I spoke Spanish. So I go, Mira, me robaron el barco. Da-da-da, I have a tracking device. Here's the, you know, boom, I bring it up. Here it is. It's coming in right now. It's eight miles offshore. The guy yawned at me. <laughs> I swear to God, he was like... I'm like, okay, I know how this works again. Went right in the pocket. Who is going to help me get my boat? What are they? Is? How are you talking? And boom. They run in. They come out with M16s. Now they're all armed and they're all telling me, come on, boom, you know, faster. I'm like, yo, this is super speed right here for this bad leg. Come on, come on. Get me in the back of a pickup truck. I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at the thing. And it goes to a, a marina called Marina del Sol. When I when get to Marina del Sol, the officer tells me, okay, I need you to verify that that's your boat by eyesight. I'm like, okay. So I'm walking down this dock. The boat I saw pull up, no lights on, and the dark, uh, the color of the boat underneath the wrap was blue. Mm-hmm. So it's a very hard boat to see at night. So I'm started walking, and the guys tie up the boat. The guy walks right by me. He's wearing a hat, my hat. And my fishing glasses from the boat. <laughs> that is like, that's another, dude, you might be able to slap my wife's ass before you can do that. You got what I'm saying? <laughs> so check this out. I am pissed. So when the guy walks by me and he says to me, uh, how are you? Like that? I go, huh? in Spanish, I go, mejor que tu, better than you. That's all I said. 
I guess caught the guy by surprise. Not that he knew that that was my boat that he stole. Nothing. I get to where I can verify that it's my boat, and I just nod my head yes. Well, guess what happens? These guys come out of the bushes with their M16s. These guys in the middle of the dock, they they put their hands up. The guy comes up. He's got a, he's got the gun pointed at the guy's head. Dang. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this, it went down. So now here I am limping back down the dock. And when I get over to the guy, Cuban guys, and this is sad because my family came from Cuba and they busted their ass to get here to work hard for the American dream. And here you got guys that think they can just come and steal your stuff that you worked hard for to go. And it's not like they were going to pick up their sick grandmother or mother or no, they're going. This is a business for them. Twelve thousand dollars a head. Okay, I found out that they had thirty three people. On a 33-foot vessel. Wow. Okay? And the way I found this out, once I got on the boat, and I'm looking through the boat, and you know, it, it hurts you because it was a disaster. They took the cooler out of the front, unbolted it from the ground, threw it overboard so they could fit more people. I find a Bible. I find a Bible inside the bathroom. And in the Bible, when you opened it up, I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're religious. They're praying. Yeah, no, my ass. On the back of the Bible, they have pictures of every person that they were picking up. They have phone numbers and names of the people that are wiring the money from Miami to an offshore account. So once they got the money and their person offshore told them, yes, we co- they would cross it off, cross it off and let that person off the boat. Wow. Okay. So because <laughs> when they don't do that, that person that they picked up, if the money does not clear by the time they get to Mexico, those people die. Wow. It's like that. So long, very long story short. I know we got a lot of time because it's a great podcast, but catch the guys. The guys go basically get in the back of a pickup truck in handcuffs. And I tell the guy, hey, I got $8,000 in cash. I'll give this to you. I'm going to take my boat. Yeah, it didn't work that way. (laughs) Guys walking down the dock, a guy all in white, very high up in the military. The guy that was talking to me said, I can no longer talk to you. Walks away from me. The gentleman that approaches me speaks perfect English. And he says to me, is this your vessel? I said, yes, sir, it is. Perfect. I need you to accompany my gentleman, my, my uh, guards to the Federal Marina. I'm thinking, okay, we'll, we'll handle business at the Federal Marina. I get in the boat to drive the boat to the Federal Marina. A Zodiac pulls alongside of me with six armed guards with black stuff in their face, camouflage, They all jump in the boat, tie off the Zodiac to my boat, three in the front, three in the back, like this. It was out of a movie. I get to the Federal Marina. First sign I see, no cell phone and no photography. Violators will be shot. Dang. Okay? Violators will be shot. No warning. Tied up, rafted to each other. I counted 19 U.S. vessels. All quad and triple engine boats from contender to yellowfin to hydrosport, all, all the ones that have the fuel capacity to be able to get to Cuba, pick up people and go. And by the way, this is a very elaborate to, uh, way they have this situated. There are boats offshore that look like fishing boats that are full of fuel, big blue containers full of fuel. Wow. So when they get low on fuel, They connect with such and such and through satellite phones and yes, boom, they fill them up. They throw a container over the water. So this is, everybody is in on this. Everybody. So 
I get to the Federal Marine. I tell the guy, hey, you know, I, I, I got, I'm a radio DJ. I got to get back to work. And the guy says, well, you're not taking this vessel. <laughs> I was like, that's my boat. And I found the guys with my boat. He goes, yes, but this is my country. <laughs> Took me three trips to Mexico, 90 plus days to go and recover my boat. On the last one, I bring everything that they asked me for, this paper, that paper, this paper, I mean, you name it. I show them everything. I go, okay, this is the third time I've been here. Here you go. Here's everything you asked for. And then, boom, boom. No, but you're missing this. I said, what? Okay, hold up. I'm missing what? I've been here three times. You told me exactly what to bring. Well, now we need this paper. I'm like, I'm getting ready to get uh, out of here. The insurance guy went by, went with me every time. And he's like, hang on a second. I have somebody flying in to, uh, to Mexico. They can bring that paper. Okay, handle it from here because I'm about to pop a gasket. <laughs> cool. The guy brings the paper. They finally release the boat to me. Now I'm in possession of my boat, which has more barnacles grown on it than you could ever imagine. I have to go from Islas Mujeres to Cancun to find a dock so I can leave the boat there, hire a captain from Argentina that the insurance company recommended to bring the boat back to the States. When I get to the marina, let's say let's say you're the gentleman running the marina. Mm-hmm. I pull up to the marina and said, "Sir, yeah, I'm looking for a spot for a couple of weeks." Guy says, "No, no we have no room. No room." I look around. There were three boats and <laughs> forty spaces. I'm like, "What do you mean you have no room?" He goes, "No, we don't. We don't accept bo- accept boats like yours here." What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and he says, "No, uh, you're you're a smuggler." I said, "I'm the owner of the vessel." Here's the paper I just got from the across the way at Islas Mujeres. This is the release papers. I own the vessel. I need a place to put it before I hire a captain to bring it here, get it all ready, and bring it back to the States. Once I convinced the guy that, okay, I'm not the smuggler. I guess you're looking like a Cuban with a gold chain. You automatically got to be stealing boats. Um, The guy lets me stay there. I pay him. I'm there for three or four days. Get the boat prepped. Bottom cleaned, all that stuff, getting ready to head back. The Argentinian captain shows up the day that I'm leaving. I go, okay, listen, here's this, here's this, here's a satellite phone. Uh, I'll meet you in Key West. Now, mind you, I'm tracking the boat. The guy takes off the next morning. He's 150 miles out from Cancun, and he makes a hard right and goes to Cuba. (laughs) No. I'm my kids. I can't make, I'm not this good. I can't make this shit up. I'm not Steven Spielberg. So check it. So I call the guy on the sat phone. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He says, well, we miscalculated our fuel. There's no way that I'm going to make it to Key West on the fuel that you left on this boat. I got a head sea. The wind is blowing X amount of knots. I need to go to Cuba, refuel, Watch the weather, and then I can leave from Cuba with a full tank of gas and make it to Key West. Guy spends two days, who knows, having the time of his life on my dime. Well, the insurance's dime uh, in Cuba. When he finally arrives to Key West two days later, every agency on the planet was there. He pulled up to the Coast Guard station, FWC, um, obviously Coast Guard, uh, Homeland Security, everybody went through that boat with a fine-tooth comb. And I'm there like, ah, da, 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 da. at this point, I don't even want the boat back. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're, you're violated. So 
I get on the radio the next day and I'm, I'm hot. So I start talking about this story and how I can't believe that the United States Coast Guard, I'm telling them where the boat is. And that's when I get the call from the colonel. And he says, hey, can I come on the radio with you? And I said, absolutely. Don't put them on. And he tells me, hey, listen, I'm, we, we are very sorry for what happened to your vessel. But I need you and your audience to know one thing. The United States Coast Guard is not a theft recovery system. We are there to save lives. And let me explain to you what happens with smugglers. Smugglers know that that is our job. So when they have 30 people on a boat and we're approaching them, they stop. They point the gun at 10 people and they say, get in the water. And whoever doesn't get in the water gets shot. Dang. Then they go a mile up the road. They put 10 more people in the water. And then they go another mile and put 10 more people in the water. Because they know that we're not going to chase them. Our main objective is to save the lives that they dumped in the water. So they leave free and clear. Wow. Okay, And you imagine this? First of all, and this is for, for people listening to this podcast, how bad does it have to be in Cuba? Because my, my parents are from Cuba. I was blessed and I was born here, but I'm, you know, Cuba it runs through my blood. But when people think, oh, it's not that bad. No, it, it is that bad over there. When you're willing to risk your life either to get on a raft or jump on a boat that somebody in Miami paid 12 grand for you to be on, that if the money does not go through, they put a bullet in your head. That's how bad things are over there, that they're willing to take that risk. And people, when people know that, that there's money on the line, there are people here that say, hey, I, don't, I, I want the American dream, but I don't want to work for it like that. I want to do it the, the side doorway. Wow. And, and it was the most insane experience of my life. Now, I will tell you this. Fast forward 2021. Would I do that again? Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Thinking back to me in Cancun and then Islas Mujeres, Mexico, me and just my brother and one, you know, uh, insurance guy um, in the midst of everybody getting broken off. Everybody's in on it. Right. Guaranteed. When they put those guys in the back of the pickup truck and took them away, they might have went 10 blocks over and, hey, okay, hey, they caught you. Get out. Go get another one. And and this happens over and over and over. One day I was sitting at my house in Key Largo, and I had a gentleman show up to my house. Said, hey, we found out, oh, Laz lives here. He said, bro, I don't want to bother you, but I just need to ask you a question. Where did you find your boat in Mexico last night? They stole mine. And I told him, so listen, probability that the probability of it being where I'm going to tell you is very high. Marina del Sol in Mexico is where they dump all the boats. As soon as they pull in to uh, Islas Mujeres, there's a little island off. This is the first stop they make. They stop right there. It's a desolate, it's a, you know, nobody lives there. They pull up, everybody jumps out on the other side of the island, boats with Zodiacs and little motors. Mm hmm. Boom, boom, boom. They put four in each one and go to a safe house. It's a whole operation. It's an operation. It is an operation and well executed. And there's a lot of money in it. it it's like it's human trafficking. It's exactly what it is. And this guy went to Marina del Sol and found his boat. 
He did. He went. Even after you told him this story. And I, he, well, he, listen, he had no insurance. How much money did he take with him? Because I, that no, was, I was going to say, that's the moral of the story. If you're going to go down to Mexico yeah, to recover bring your it, Bring boat, at least $9,000. Bring <laughs> a lot of cash. <laughs> and, and have balls of steel. Right. And, or, or be very stupid. Big look, Eddie or whatever. Look, what was your buddy? Big Will. Big Will. Yeah. You better take a Big you Will. You better take a Big Will with you. That's for sure. Dang, man. But it, it, it's just to that point where... Where people will, are willing to do crazy things for money, and I'm I'm like, dude, if it, it would have been a different story, if they would have knocked on my door and said, "Yo, my mom's dying of cancer. I haven't seen her in ten years. Um, would you mind if I used your boat? <laughs> my keys are in the boat. I have no idea. Have fun. But you're gonna go and steal something from me, and then." Put a price tag on people's heads? Nah, screw you, bro. So, so really, they're stealing the boats more for the human trafficking and and that money than it is to try to salvage the boat or do okay. anything, get the for, money out of the in boat. In that operation, it is strictly they're making their money off people. Right. Other situations where they steal vessels and they do it to strip them. That's happened to me in the past too, where they steal a vessel, they strip it, they leave it on the side, you know, somewhere on chrome with not a screw left in it. Yeah. That's a different operation. But the vessel that these people were stealing were high-end vessels with high fuel capacity and and big price tags on them. Right. And then the Mexican government, because I was the only one successfully to recover that from the government. The guy that went, the government didn't get involved. He found his boat at the marina, jumped in and left. <laughs> like That's that. pretty ballsy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's you, crazy. Now, so now that you mentioned, I'm sorry. Now that you mentioned about stealing and stripping the boat completely, mm -hmm. I'm talking to a law enforcement officer, and he's um, he's mentioning that some of the operandis of these organizations, different ones from smuggling. Right, right. What they do is they strip the boat completely, and they know the insurance will get that boat. It will go, you know, get it pays off. I mean, paid off, mm -hmm. and this boat will go to auction. Oh yeah, pennies Once on they the get dollar. They They get buy it through auction. They get on the dollar. They buy it. Now it's a legal boat, and they put everything back together, <laughs> and they sell it. And, That's and, beautiful. And, and uh, so they, uh, law enforcement knows about it. I'm sure they they, they have plenty of investigations, and I'm sure they've been cutting a lot of people. But it, it's a lot of crazy, you know operations out there doing all sorts of stuff, and it's good for this podcast to people to know because, for sure. Uh, and, and 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 it's a reality. Unless well, you, yeah, you, and that's what happened to you, right? You get your boat or something on your boat is taken, right? right. The the electronics or whatever, right? Bruce, and tell so us your story. This, uh, you know, as, as you're telling yours, mm -hmm. I'm just checking the boxes, okay? <laughs> Especially when you talked about the violation hurts, and, oh, I, yes. and I was hot. Oh yeah. Um. So it's kind of a rinse repeat. Your event is in 2007. Yep. My event was in 2018. Mm few years later, but the same story. Um, I have a 31 contender, mm -hmm. 2000, uh, and the 31 contender uh, went in for a refit, new tanks, new motors. Yeah, brand new boat. Brand new boat. And uh, the cherry on the top was the Garmin, 7616 Garmin. Mm -hmm. Put it in there, had it all nice, uh, uh, took it out. Had it for 13 days. Wow. Um, boats up on the lift. <laughs> yeah. and, and mind you, even though I knew about the prevalence of our theft problem, and I'm, I'm in Miami, uh, in Miami-Dade County, uh, city of Miami proper, um, I knew we had a problem, but I didn't realize it was this bad. Mm. So here my boat sits on a lift, no security, no cameras, 
no alarm system. Uh, I was naive. Um, we get video from the dock. Guy comes up to the T-head, walks up the dock, jumps on my boat like he owned it. Yep. And he's gone. Hit a few more boats on the way out. Next morning, <clears throat> I come down to go clean the boat. And I look up and I said, look at that. Garmin's gone. I said, I can't believe it. It's been 13 days. So that was the day. Not only did I have the violation, but I instantly turned to hot and frankly, being pissed off. Sure. Who do I call? City of Miami Police Department. Well, um, you know, they call these high class problems. They're more concerned about your routine uh, shootings and whatnot. This was not a priority, but it was a priority to me. So I kept calling and following up and following up. I said, can I get somebody to come out here and do a report later on in the afternoon? Got the report done. And then I said, can you hook me up with an investigator? Now, I, I, I'm big on social media because I do a lot of local Marine causes. So I, I put up a post. I said, listen, any, any of my friends, be careful because I got hit last night and uh, my garment got stolen. So that afternoon, I get some text to me saying, listen, I don't know if it's yours. But we're seeing a 7616 being offered on offer up. Mm -hmm. And so they're calling me in. And, and the guy that's got up, I don't know what the link is, but his name was Russia. OK, so the guy's name's Russia on offer up. Turns out that he is sitting in some hotel on the Miami River and he's got a bunch of oh. gar garments and other uh, GPS is on a, on a, on a bed. You so obviously he was going you can, on. Yeah, his, uh, you can pretty much bank that that came from uh, <laughs> exactly up the river. Mine for sure. Uh, there were several other hits that night too. Keep his game. Marina got hit. So this guy did his uh, uh, grab bag and went to the hotel and starts posting pictures and, and, and wants to sell uh, all these hot uh, uh, GPS units. So I'm calling the cops. All right. I'm like, listen, I've got a tip. I've got a tip. I can't get anybody. I can't connect. Now, for a brief moment, because I was hot, mm -hmm. all right, and I felt violated, it's fine. You know what? I'm going to call the guy myself, and I'm going to go buy it, arrange a buy. <laughs> and then I thought the better of it. I mean, you know, you've seen enough episodes of cops. I, I, I'm not going to get killed or shot or stabbed <laughs> right, over, over a, a GPS. Not, yeah, notwithstanding <laughs> how hot I was. Uh, and so uh, it turns out that a few days later, things fizzle out. I'm not getting any calls from the cop. They first said, we'll assign you an investigator. Nothing. So I said, you know what? This is going to be a moment in time where I'm going to start making noise because this is unacceptable to me. I I I'm a lawyer by trade, but I'm a fisherman at heart. And I born, bred, and raised in Miami long before it was uh, you know, where it is now. Fished is, is, is all my life, and it's a passion of mine. And the GPS does help to get you to the right depth. So I, sure. I need the damn thing. So I said, I'm not going to let this go. And, and I'm going to make this a moment in time where I'm going to try and make a difference. So the first thing I did was I called up the city of Miami police. And I said, listen, I want to schedule a meeting with you all because something's not right here. I, as a, a citizen and a boat owner in what's supposed to be the boating capital of the, of the country, if not mm -hmm. the world, mm -hmm. I shouldn't have my asset at risk and I should be able to go somewhere to say, hey, let's get something going here. I met with the police, at which time the city of Miami folks told me they didn't have a vessel theft problem. I said, but the folks that do are in Miami-Dade. So I said, okay, let me go, uh, let me go meet with the Miami-Dade. I get to the Miami-Dade cops. I talk to, I get a bunch of them in the room. I said, listen, I'm here to talk to you. I've got an idea. It's time that we start 
a task force, a group of officers that are dedicated to responding to these marine thefts. One of the lieutenants at the time said, I've been wanting to do that for four years. I like it. We'll work with you. I said, I've started a Facebook group. Um, the first group, a friend of mine, Scott Baxter, and I put together is a group called South Florida Marina Boat Watch Group. And it's a group where we, we've, I don't even know at this point how many people we got on it, but it's a group where people get uh, robbed, uh, theft uh, of, of, of components or the boats themselves will go up and post the theft. Um, little thereafter, I started a Facebook page called Wanted South Florida Marine Theft Task Force. And that's when I went to the city of Miami uh, or to Miami-Dade cops. They embraced the idea. I said, I'm next going to go to the state attorney's office. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to uh, the state attorney, um, set up a communication path with uh, uh, Catherine Rundle. And I said, I want to have a meeting with you all and your assistant state attorneys. She gave me the time. I went and I met with her. And I said, listen, um, you got a problem on your hands. I said, you all are very political office. I'm not. I don't care who I piss off. Right. Okay. If I feel compelled or feel strong about an idea, I'm going to voice it. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going. I said, here's your political problem. Um, most of your constituents are red state gun-carrying Second Amendment people that like to fish. And the one thing that they'll protect is their boat and their GPS. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do something now, you are going to have to prosecute one of your constituents and worry about the stand-your-ground defense because there are a lot of hot, agitated, hot, mm -hmm. agitated people in the community that are now seeing all these thefts in real time on the, on the Facebook pages, and they're getting pissed off. And the chatter is starting to get stronger. If this guy comes in... Uh, to my house and tries to take my GPS, I'm capping his ass, mm -hmm. okay? And so I told her, I said, if you don't do something, you are going to have a big be problem. A bigger problem down she the line. She said, I'm with you. Get me the cops. I put the cops together with the state attorney's office. All of these state attorney's offices or officers didn't know the difference between the pointy end and the flat end of a boat. So we started these things about what is a GPS? What is a motor? Uh, what is so important to these people? And so then what had happened was Miami-Dade Police started this internal task force. And then what they were doing is they were connecting. Uh, I, I was able to be like the, the civilian catalyst, getting all these officers together. Um, and then they started reaching out uh, Broward Sheriff's Office, Palm Beach, uh, Monroe County, in the hot zones. And so there is a – once I started doing all this, I get a call uh, from uh, Nancy Alvarez. She's a uh, Monroe County uh, lieutenant. She's been doing this for years. She goes, mm -hmm. I just wanted to reach out and speak to you because you're doing what I haven't been able to do. You are getting these officers to talk with each other and you are pushing an idea. And this was three years ago. Uh, and we are now regularly connected. And I've got a network of over 5,000 cops. If a theft goes up on one of these pages, I copy the link. I send it in the in, in my WhatsApp group. It goes out, and it immediately gets disseminated to over 5,000 cops. When we opened up the South Florida Marina uh, and Boat Watch group, there were several thefts that took place that we caught. Guys abandoned the boat. There was a yellow fin, uh, one in particular, that got stolen, and... They were on the page because they like to, you know, you can't vet everybody that gets on the page. They're actually on the page. Making sure that they're not being watched. <laughs> well, they knew helicopters were in the air, 
and they saw the heat that was coming on. They pulled into some place on Sunset and in a, in a, in uh, just a, left the boat. Left it and high-footed it out of there. Of course, they were driving a, a, a stolen uh, truck, and they were stealing the boat. Owner was elated that he got the boat sure. before it went to the boneyard. Um, there are several stories of, of boats. And before we started the group, I didn't realize it, but these boats were getting ripped off. There's like almost three a week. They get stripped all the way down to the scupper. They take these things, but they couldn't do anything with the hull. They end up in the Redlands, mm-hmm. uh, and then they get picked up and go through the process that you were talking about, um, Eric, with the, with the resale. Um, so after I got those groups started, uh, I started my quest with the GPS industry because this has been my passion, and this is why I'm here today. And actually, this is like the three-year anniversary from three years ago when I went and I had a big bag full of these flyers and I met, I just went, started talking to Garmin, started talking to Simrad, started talking to Fru, and I said, listen, I'm pissed off. Sure. And I am living in 2018, which is a long time after 2000, 1983. The technology that exists today, you guys aren't availing yourselves to that technology. I said, I have started a Facebook page, and that's called uh, uh, Marine Electronics Industry Stop the GPS Thefts. Uh, got over 5,000 members on that in short order. And I started advocating and putting up posts and saying, listen, this shit's got to stop. Yep. Every day, these units, which aren't cheap, are being stolen and taken from people like us that not only value our property, but they're very integral to what we do. You know, if you want to take a gaff from me, okay, I can, my, well, my like day's taking, not going to be ruined. It's like you, taking your heart out of your body. Sure. That's like, right. That, those are all your numbers. That's the, everything. The death. I mean, I'm a big sail fisherman. I don't everything. want to be sticking in the 60 feet of water or 300 feet of water. I want to be in my target depth. So I, I need that thing to, to, to be able to fish. So I started a face group, a Facebook group. I walked around here. And I started passing out these flyers. People thought I was nuts. And I was, again, because I was hot. <laughs> I was hot. I was pissed. It's okay. It's and, okay to be mad. And so I got this stuff going on the Facebook page. And I got all these naysayers saying, you're crazy. They're never going to listen. I said, you know what? I'm driven. I, I feel that the idea is right. It's worth and a it, shot. It's got, it, I'm going to make noise. Because we all know if you make enough noise, somebody's going to listen. Well, before you know it, people are like, yeah, I got, uh, my shit got stolen. My shit got stolen. People start joining the page. Um, after the, uh, 2018 walkthrough with, uh, at the, at this boat show, I was get, in a communication path with Garmin, Furuno, and I, I'd be talking with him. I said, listen, whatever you and I share or speak, if you don't want me to publish it, I won't. And I developed a, a level of trust with these people because at the end of the day, they're fishermen too. So they understood it. I even had some folks whisper in my ear, don't quote me, but keep what you're doing. What you're doing is getting to the highest levels of these companies, and they're not enjoying the chatter because they don't want people uh, talking bad about their product. So I said, well, that's what I plan on doing. Um, Then what happens? They make an announcement in 2020, the Miami Boat Show. Fruno did it first. Fruno said, we're going to be putting in passcodes upon startup. Now, the thing that I was advocating for from the beginning was passcodes that you have to have or the unit, it's bricked. You can't use it. the ability to track the unit, uh, breadcrumbs, uh, if it uh, if it is stolen, and like you had in your case, you know, you get an alert. It's eleven o'clock at night. I'm getting pinged. My boat's left the geofence. Let me make sure that's actually happening. Uh, and you got your alert. And so what I told them. Oh, and lastly, 
because this segues into the other thing that it, by by demonstration, what I'm talking about from from the 80s, 90s, 2000s to now, the idea of product development. The last thing I asked them for was remote shutdown. Everything is driven by satellite. They got their separate IP sure. addresses. Shut the damn thing. If I call up and say I've got my unit stolen XYZ, you match it up to know it's me because I've got the uh, uh, warranty registration card on file. Shut the unit down. All right. I don't want it being used. So I started talking to folks and people like, uh, you know, we, we, we look in our cars. A lot of us have the OnStar capability. Mm-hmm. LEO has the authority. If, if I steal your car, and it's got OnStar, and I'm running down the road, and you report it's stolen, guess what? OnStar talks to the cops. They get to the county where it's at. I get a thing through the radio saying, all right, listen, this is officer so-and-so. This car has been reported stolen. We're giving you an opportunity to pull over. We're going to shut that engine down. And by God, somehow through a satellite, they shut down the engine. Mm-hmm. There's that, there's that technology that exists. Oh, the technology definitely exists. It, it's there. And then the next issue, we, we see all these things going on with, the, uh, uh, with all these scooters and bicycles that you can rent, tap your phone, get on the bike and go. They're all GPS tracked. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there walking my dog um, a couple of years ago, and I see this guy in a van, and he's looking around. He says, I said, what you doing? He goes, trying to find a scooter. It's around here somewhere. I'm close, but I can't find it. Somebody threw the scooter in the bushes. He walks up to the bushes. There it is. He's holding his phone because that scooter is being tracked. Mm -hmm. Takes me to my alarm system. I've got a siren alarm. Wish I had it back then, but I didn't. That siren alarm, geofencing, breadcrumbs. If my boat leaves a slip, I know it. I see it. And then guess what I do? What you didn't have the opportunity to have, now we have. I get to call. Like when your boat went out and you mm-hmm. saw it, I was like, my boat, my it's boat, right there, help yeah. me. If I would have had my other, if I would have had my flats boat there, I would have went myself. Well, there you go. <laughs> now you got a task force. You, you and everyone else has the ability to get on this Facebook group or message me. I find out Laz's boat just got stolen at 11 o'clock. I messaged Nancy. Nancy, boat's in pursuit. He's sending me real-time photos on his phone because it's breadcrumbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's anchored over here. Get a bird in the air. These, these, these cops are so dedicated, okay, and they're just itching to help. They're all boaters themselves, most of them. There's been so many instances where we've been able to, in real time, grab these folks because of the existence of the task force, which wasn't there when you had your theft. So yeah. now we fast forward to now, and you see this evolution of product development, your product, same thing. Amazing. You, you got the ability to monitor a boat levels. Battery, alarm system, people get on, you get an alert on your phone. All of these companies are living in this day and age with the technology, but who isn't? The folks that are making a killing. And the Garmins and the Furunos, they, they, they appeased us, and I give them credit. In less than two years, the noise from our Facebook group got to a multi-billion dollar industry, and they gave us passcodes. But are I, they are they willing to put in tracking? That's that's why I'm here because today I've got another group of flyers and I'm gonna say, listen, nice start, but we're not finished. No, I want you guys to catch up uh, to the products now that track and geofence, such that when these bad guys know, because while passcodes are good. Nobody knows if the passcode is in there or not. They steal the unit and they learn later, shit, it's bricked. I can't use it. Or they'll find somebody or that knows find how to, to undo, undo it. it. 
you throw in geofencing and tracking. I would have liked to have known back at the time when the guy stole my unit, it's left the boat. I can call the cops. It's going under the Rickenbacker mm -hmm. Bridge. It's heading to Coconut Grove. Mm -hmm. I'm tracking it in real time because of the breadcrumbs. It's all there. And if we had the ability to track a GPS or ultimately to shut the thing down, it's like uh, I use the example of a die pack. We can go today and go steal cash at one of the banks around the corner. We won't get too far because it's going to be loaded with blue dye. Or that purple and I can't dye. run good. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely getting caught. That's, 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 my mind. that's it. So if, if, if that's the equivalent of a GPS has got all of these protections sure. in it, guess what? The thefts go away because there's no resale because everybody knows. Why do I want to buy something that's either going to be shut down, tracked? I don't want any part of that. Right. And so that's why, uh, you know, that's why I'm here today to follow up my friends at Garmin saying I'm back. Remember, three years ago, we started this thing. Now I'm back. And now they see the face group has grown. The Facebook group has grown. And there are more people. They post the thefts. They're like, this it, is getting crazy. You, you, you know, uh, I'm thinking about this. And as, like you said, a billion dollar industry, right? What incentive do they have besides people making noise and being pissed off to put a tracker in because they're in the, they're in the business of selling units. Right. So if mine got stolen tomorrow, my insurance would kick in. I would have to pay a deductible and I get new units, which in turn I would have to buy from Garmin. What is the incentive maybe to appease like they appeased you with the little passcode, right? Maybe somebody can purchase a protection plan from them where, Hey, I want to add this internal GPS is going to cost me X amount of dollars more that way there. Cause this is a, this is a business, right? This is a money game. So if I want to add the extra protection to my GPS, it's an internal chip that I paid an extra X amount of dollars for that. When it kicks off, when it gets stolen, there's, I don't know if there's a battery backup or when it plugs back in, when they sell, the bad guy sells it to, you know, whoever for X amount of dollars, turns on GPS, I get an alert, I'm able to send it to you, I'm able to send it to the cops, they know where it's at. No, it's great. It, it, that, that's exactly right. And the capability is there. But in answer to your question, because that that's what I've called at the very beginning, the cycle, okay? These folks are loving it. They make a Great product, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, I'm not going to bash any of these folks. Furuno, Garmin, they're at the top of the mountain on, on MFD production. And so they sit back and they're like, okay, what a great position to be in. Oh, for sure. I make a great product that somebody is going to steal or wants to steal. The person that owns that product is insured by a third party. So look at the cycle. Theft, GPS leaves a boat. Owner gets hot, makes claim to insurance company, settles out claim, owner gets insurance company check, goes back to the retail outlet, buys a new unit, and these guys are sitting back here saying, it's not affecting me at all, it's benefiting me. That's So what I did was on Tuesday, I presented to the Fort Lauderdale Mariners Club, uh, which is a longstanding group of uh, maritime uh, industry folks, but it's in large part attended by marine insurance company representatives. Okay. So I got up there and I was a little bit tongue in cheek, but I, I presented along with Nancy Alvarez and Dan Rutherford. Dan's been in the theft investigation for years. Nancy's been at this for years. And, and so I got up there and I got to talk about how far we've come. 
But I said, you know, three years ago when I was at this event and I'm speaking to all of them, I said, some of you may remember me. I was the crazy guy writing to you all saying, I need your help. I need industry help to put some pressure on the uh, GPS manufacturers to tell them to stop because you all are paying for it. I said, none of you responded to me. Okay. I didn't hear from anybody in this room. What, what has happened since three years ago? I've got some wood on the ball. I got their attention. We now have passcodes. And I'm here today again as a speaker. Last time I was here, I was out in the audience with you all. I'm now a speaker. I'm advocating for this. I need your help. Yeah. I need you to start helping me with the letters that we're getting to push the industry because all you need to do is give me a letter from Chubb Insurance or AIG or Travelers. Hey, we're at Chubb. We're AIG. We're Travelers. We've been taking a look at our loss ratio, and a lot of it has to do with MFD and repair costs associated with losing our MFDs. We want that to stop. I even suggested to them in the audience, I said, follow State Farm. State Farm gives a safe driver's discount. Why don't you start saying, we'll start taking off 300 bucks or 400 bucks mm -hmm. off your premium if you can show us you've installed a GPS that's got all these security protections. Because right now, you guys are, believe it or not, you're in a partnership with the MFD industry. You're making them lots of money. Sure. Now you should be in a position to pressure them to make them act. Because once one does it, the other is going to Everybody do it. Everybody will follow. Because if they don't do it, then they're going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. You put a safe driver discount. Garmin comes out with a trackable GPS. We will knock off X. Everyone's going to flock to Garmin. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. For everybody on this panel. If they said to you, hey, for an extra 300 bucks, you can add this tracking device built into your unit and you could monitor it if it ever gets stolen. Would you yeah, do it? A hundred percent. Because what that does also is it makes your, your boat less valuable. It's if, so the if thief, you're going to, if, if there's a car appealing. that, that is, you know, it's, it's a popular car, but the parts are worth nothing for whatever reason, then all of a sudden they stop stealing that particular mm -hmm. model of car. Right. And if you're, if your GPS is somehow one of those that they're like, uh, we'd steal that boat, but look, it's got Simrad on it and that's not good. Let, let's move on to the next one. Right. So yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Plus, you know, you do want to try to get it back. I mean, we're talking about two different things here. Like your deal went down to Mexico for a human trafficking thing. They're yep. just taking that no matter what. hundred percent. Right? That, that was... And then this deal is like the chop shop, but you look behind us here and there are, thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people maybe coming in to buy one of these beautiful boats that mm -hmm. have never touched the water yet so like what i look at is like with your story bruce and your story last is like what is it that you do like when you buy a boat like you don't so you don't have to go through these stories to understand what your what you should do like is there something that we can do proactively uh to to not have to pressure everybody is there something that's on the market right now that you can do that with uh, I, 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 can, I can tell you right now we have eric here and i'm going to give you a quick introduction because um eric here and I, he, he started talking to me about Loke Marine, Loke Marine, Loke Marine. And I told him I had a tracking device. He goes, yeah, but your tracking device doesn't do what mine does. And it, he intrigued me. I said, so tell me a little bit. Of and by, before you go what? into this, Eric, because mm -hmm. I want to dovetail into what you just said and what you said, because it was very interesting to me. 
um, to live my experience. You had your experience, but then your experience went into a different road. You now become a, a your boat becomes a partnership in a human uh, trafficking mm -hmm. ring. Last night, I get a call from an officer from the Department of Homeland Security. Right. Nancy's taken my flyer and she shot it out to all the police forces. He calls me up and he says, listen, um, I, I've, I've, I've looked at your Facebook page. I've read uh, everything. He says, you have no idea what you've started. I go, what do you mean? He says, you have no idea that the level of this GPS theft is going. He said, I appreciate that you're involved in dealing with the, the issue with the thefts. I said, I'm taking this and I'm going to see what I can do to take it to a different level as far as national security, because what's happening is that these GPS units are being stolen and then they're being involved for human trafficking mm -hmm. as well as the drug trade. He said, these boats, they're being taken. They're on stolen boats. Once they move these people, the twelve, thirteen thousand dollar head, they leave the, the stolen property and they move on. And so that level, I never really gave much thought to, but just to reach out and make some noise. Now we're at a federal level. That's where all of a sudden the pressure starts happening because now you get the feds involved. Uh, we saw what they did by privatization of these companies to make the ventilators during COVID. Mm -hmm. You start throwing something into national security. I don't know where that can go. That's way out of my pay grade, uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's another level of pressure. How about harsher punishments for thieves? Yeah, and that too. Oh, for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey, or, guess or what? actually go get them. Listen, yeah. Exactly. You steal a unit, you get caught with the unit. It's no more slap on the wrist, don't do it again. Right. Make make something. Or take stick. off a finger. Well, don't give me a machete. I'll do it right now. Okay? I didn't mean to step on Eric, but that, I just want to throw that, that in. But but, but but I agree. But Eric's product is something that was revolutionary because you know how many times I've, we've gotten back from fishing and tired as hell. You clean fish, and I go, shit. Did I connect my shore power? And I've already left right. my place in the Keys. I'm in right. Miami. Then I got to call somebody and be like, hey, can you do me a favor? Because I was so tired. I don't remember. Can you just go and see? Or the power went out or something happened. And you come back two weeks later and all your batteries are dead because your shore power wasn't connected because you forgot or whatever it is. His device, the Loke Marine one, you can actually log on. And it's such a sense of security. And it's not even so much that the boat's gone. At least... Damn, okay, it is connected. My my voltage is great. Or God forbid somebody who keeps their boat in the water like I do, you get water's coming in. You get water coming in. You have no yeah, idea what's going on. And your your app sends you an alert. Hey, high water alert on your bilge. Okay, now we got an issue. Man, you yeah. could be that that little situation that you talked about right there, you could be in a very safe area where you're never gonna get any any problem, but you're there for a fishing tournament. It's the biggest day of your career is the next day, and you can't sleep that night because you're worried, did I plug in the – is the trolling motor going to have charge tomorrow? Uh -huh. it, and is it going to sink at the dock? Because That's I right. never brought, brought it into this. Is it going to get under the dock? Right. Is something going to happen? And you don't sleep. And then you wake up for the biggest – event of your career tired as hell tired as hell because you've been worried so much you should have just slept on the dock on the boat right so well what tell us about your product I, that I, you do i've been listening is that i mean you guys um I'm, this is amazing i mean we're listening to this is the core of why our company exists uh why we're here and yes you're right i mean technology have evolved to the sense that now before we used to track the boats now we actually know we get text back your boat is texting you back mm -hmm. you know and i was telling you hey this is going on i mean it, it, we we down to that level of technology 
and and there are many companies where where you know it's a transition. I guess the market is being um, evolving. It's just as the the crooks are, they are evolving as well. Oh, they're, they're, they're ahead. Of it. They're ahead, right? So it is in our hands to be proactive and to, as a boat owner. A lot of um, you know, after a day of fishing, after a day of cruising, having fun with the family, the last thing you think is that your boat is going to get stolen. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing that crosses <laughs> your mind. Um, so I'm very glad that we're having this conversation. It's really going to help a lot of new boaters, especially and old boaters as well. And I think the message is clear be proactive, anything, you know, you want to monitor your boat, you want to have tracking, you want to, actually what you want is a deterrent. You don't want your boat to be stolen to begin with. Make sure you have, But you make know, it that much harder. Right. Make it harder. Make it harder. Don't, don't be the easy, the easy Target. prey. Yep. Go to, you know, get this guy, go to the, to the next boat. And there are, there are very well organized rings of, and, and, and what you mentioned, Bruce, is, is really a big problem. We only know on social media the tip of it. It's, it's a very oh. big problem, especially mm -hmm. in Miami-Dade, Broward mm -hmm. County, and South Florida overall. Um, what you guys talking about tracking, I think the technology is there. It's getting cheaper and cheaper by the day. I mean, it's easy to develop. It has to be something like the last mentioned. It has to be something that was optional. Unfortunately, you cannot force everybody to have their unit tracked because a lot of people, for personal reasons or, or privacy, they may not want it, but it's good to have it available. And when that person, you know, calls, hey, listen, I have my... Like, activate activate unit 72177. Right. But to have that integration already in the unit is completely doable. Uh, there are a lot of companies stepping in and filling up those gaps, my company included. There are other companies, you know, working. Everybody's in this market is trying to fill those 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 gaps that the big manufacturers uh, electronic manufacturers are not filling in and uh, and it, it comes down to the owner to the bow owner put a wireless camera you know get a spot activation motion lights mm -hmm. and, and it, mm -hmm. everything helps everything helps and i know i mean my, my company is 100 percent um you know working and developing new products to make sure that you know easy to use that's our you know the kiss technology Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what our mojo is in our company, and 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 we, you know, we're very happy. I mean, we have we talk to, we're here to do a solution. We're here to educate the customer and tell them, listen, this is possible. Uh, unfortunately, for Mark, our installers, um, they all share the same um, thought. They say, well, I talk to my customers, and I always tell them to at least put an alarm, something, something makes noise, turn on a light, and they normally. Um, you know, they, they procrastinate on their part until oh, no, you yeah, procrastinate right. until it happens to until the neighbor, the right. next door, you know, the neighbor yeah. in the marina that got stolen. Then the next day, you know, phone calls are, Hey, you remember that alarm you told me about Yeah, it, it, that? Unfortunately, that's the way it's working and it, we need to change. We need to be so ahead of, of how, the, the product that you have. How does it work? Is it just for new boaters? Is it old boaters? How, how easy is it to install? What, what is it? It's, it's, well, what we're doing is, uh, insurance companies are requesting or requiring for you to, to have a tracking device mm -hmm. on your boat. Now, tracking will only help you to recover your boat after it's been stolen. We are, you know, taking a step further and, and doing, it's a very simple unit, something that's connected hardwired to, to the boat and uh, doesn't need, you know, networks or NMEA 2000. It's very simple to install, very simple to use. And I mean, a, a eight-year-old can use it, a 65-year-old man can, a 70, you know, all, mm -hmm. can use it. Mm -hmm. It's very simple to use. But it takes it a step further. It also monitors, make sure your boat is not sinking. Make sure your boat is where you left it. 
Make sure your shore power is on. Make sure you know you're ready to go for the next fishing tournament. Because any one of those situations <laughs> that happens, your boat is gone la- as if it got stolen. You know sure. what I'm saying? Exactly. Still, much the, the end result is you don't have <laughs> right. a boat. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why I, I find myself checking my local marine like I do my emails and Instagram. <laughs> it's crazy. I'll be like, oh, let me just look, let me look and see how my baby's doing. I look at my ring camera and then I'll look. Okay, look, my shore power's on. Uh, no bilge pumps haven't got off. It's There's great. no one single solution, like you said. I mean, you have to have a ring camera. You have to have lights. Yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, have yeah. Tracker, you know, have everything that you can do. It, and it's affordable. It's because now you mentioned, you know, before a, a simple tracker was $2,500. Now, you know, trackers are on there 1000 It would installation and everything from any company. And I mean, they're they're better. And they're much better and, and more they're accurate. Better now. Well, I, and I was going to say this. It, right. it, to me, um, it's amazing to even talk about this. Um, I, I'm not going to date myself too bad, but I will say that in <laughs> 1988, uh, in between college and law school, I had a great gig. I was running a 46-foot post. We go to the Bahamas. Uh, boat was out of Cocoa Plum. We docked the boat. This is in the day when they still had landlines. A trim line was the phone. <laughs> yep. And I'm down there in the bilge cleaning up, and I'm like, you know, the biggest fear uh, for anybody, owner, professional, novice, especially a big sport fisherman, is the damn thing sinking at the mm-hmm. dock. For sure. So as I'm down there, I'm like, you know what? And, and 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 maybe I should have patented the idea way back then, but I was more worried about drinking and, and having fun than making money. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, but I had this thought, and I, I I had it in my mind, call it the bilge guardian, okay? And it was going to be nothing more than a float switch that if it activated, it would go through the phone system, and then you'd get a beeper because that back then there were no phones, there were no apps. Oh, I mean, you say this yourself from yeah. the beeper part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I figured I would, but I know I look young, so I can get away with it. So, uh, uh, because we didn't have smartphones, we didn't have all this stuff, and that's back in 1987. But the vision that I had at that time was some sort of technology that would alert you. Now we fast forward uh, even to 2000. Um, Back in the day in 2000, what was the biggest boat? Probably the 36 contender uh, that had triple motors. But everything else was like 31. My 31 at the time was like kind of like the king of the sea. Then since 2000, what's taking place? I think they got uh, sea hunters now uh, or yellowfin may have some 59 Uh, foot center console. uh, These 65 foot. um, HCB. Th- th- there you go. Those a- a- 18 <laughs> motors on the back. Who would have thought that in 2000 that you would have sport fishermen with four or five motors on the back? And the answer to it is product evolution. Eric's product. I mean, my God, that was not a glimmer in anybody's eye back in 1987. Now it's a product the, like you said, the price now comes down a little bit because just let, listen, I'll date myself uh, even more. When I was in high school, we had, we had computer class. We had that freaking ice chest mainframe thing with a floppy disk and a DOS and all that other crap just to get on a keyboard. Now this thing's taken over. Oh, yeah. What that, and that's in my lifetime. So now we have this situation where everybody has passed these MFD manufacturers just sit back and laugh and say, nobody, I'm going to be hiding in the corner. Nobody push or, 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 or call me out because I don't want to be forced to come up to your technology because we're making too much money. That's exactly and that's what, what this is happening that's now. That's exactly what's Just happening. spreading the awareness Correct. to guys like you. Correct. that Listen, not to mean any disrespect, 
but I don't think you're pulling in the bucks that Garmin's pulling in. But guess what? Your technology is light years ahead of them on theft protection, and I have to ask why. And when I was at the Marine, uh, the Miami uh, boat show, when I was meeting with the guys from the elect, uh, all the, the electronics companies, we were meeting before the show started. And they're telling me, and, and listen, I would never fence with you on your knowledge of electronics. Can't do it. Uh, I'm just a simpleton. Don't tell me about 5G, 6G, 100G. I, it doesn't compute. Right. But what I specialize in is common sense. Correct. And I told these <laughs> Not guys. Not so common and, yeah, these days. Yeah, I said, guys, don't, don't tell me about why you can't do it. I'm here telling you why you can't. Right. Okay. My mom used to say, don't bullshit a shitter. I said, you all are trying to bullshit me and it ain't working. You all go back to your drawing boards and tell me why my alarm system or Eric's alarm system can track boats and can monitor everything in your piece of equipment that's 18 times more expensive can't. And don't answer all at once because we all know that you can. You just don't want to do it. They 100% can't. They won't because there's too much money on the back That's end. Right. It's a, it's a, like, it just circles. It's the cycle. The but, cycle of but, the money. But Keep know, coming back. I think eventually um, what's going to happen is, or what's happening, as a matter of fact, is that uh, some people, maybe the industry doesn't realize these different brands, which I have a lot of respect for all these companies, that they don't, they don't realize. A lot of people go and say, well, I'm not going to buy a Garmin because it's too hot and, and just go with a different brand. And maybe something not as appealing as a Garmin, and that's going on. And so it is. It, that's what probably what they're thinking now. They're making a lot of money, but in the long run, they're not going to be the, exactly the unit right. that appealing. Question, right? And I, and I don't know if anybody's come up with this or if not, we should do it. <laughs> but when we bolt these units into our consoles, let's here. make it more difficult than just a screwdriver or a screw gun to take the damn thing out. I, Can I was... somebody create some kind of bolt lock system that you have to have a certain tip on the thing to do it or a right. key or a code, something? Listen, one, one of the things that uh, actually, actually that's our hashtag on Instagram is, is called through bolted. And I know your units are through bolted. Sure. That's a very, very simple and effective Tamper proof screws, too. If, if, yeah. Even if you want to step it further, tamper proof well, screws. Yeah, but, we have but, to make it, listen, they'll figure out a way. Uh, listen, I got you. Uh, but the longer they're there, that's the point. higher the probability that they can get caught. Yeah, but here's what's going to happen with that. Like, I agree. And a lot of the charter boat captains that I know, they don't want anybody messing with their numbers. They may not even be worried about the unit getting stolen. They don't want anybody turning the thing on and seeing where they've been. So they 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 put like a whole uh, metal, uh, metal yeah. thing on the front and padlock it right there to where it's across that, the console. That's Cuban it, technology. It, right. And, that's and, the bars and no on messing. the window no, in Miami. Exactly. That's what that is. But, but if you through bolt your GPS and they really want the GPS, they're going to come in with a, with a Sawzall and right. they're going to take out your whole console. Right. And they're just going to pull both of the units Listen, out and go and, and got it yes they, they will do that but a sawzall makes a lot of noise it does you're okay? exactly right a sawzall makes a lot of noise and if you have a ring and you have lights and you have a look and you have the alarms that that when somebody steps on the boat and they start touching they start doing that vibration with a sawzall mm -hmm. all hell breaks right. loose they might say okay shit that's i'm exactly going right. i'm out of here that's that's exactly and that's right. what eric but was they may have put a put a gash in your console this big you know what i'll take a gash yeah, right i, I can have no, fiberglass coming Fix I'm, my totally, I'm totally with you. And I, what I agree mostly uh, with what you just said is that, you know, Eric's product is going to be awesome. It's not going to be, if you get that, you're not eliminating the, 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 the possibility of not theft, a, right? Not at yeah. all. The lights, making, making it difficult to get to the boat, everything, tell, the cameras, you, the whole I, deal. It's a deterrent. I tell you right. a story. So, a, a, a year ago, a couple of years ago, I was a Commodore at Miami Apple Club. 
And we have a, an incident at night, uh, actually right through a hurricane. I don't remember which one it was, but it was passing by. And that night, we first time in probably, I don't know, the club has been there 85 years, 82 years, I'm sorry. It's probably the, the last 20 years we never got broken. But we got this team, we got it on camera. These guys were professionals. You can tell that these people knew exactly what they were doing. We had security guards. We got cameras all over the place. These guys came through the night in the middle of the storm, raining. They went and checked nine boats. From the nine boats, what they did is they removed the vessels of the protection vessels of, uh, and the covers of the GPS mm -hmm. uh, the GPS units. They checked what kind of boats they had. They went back to the truck. They got the right <laughs> tools, and they came back. From the nine boats, they were able to take the units from five because the other four were through-bolted. Mm -hmm. So this, if you get a crook that's just getting some money because you want to make quick money, yes, they might you know, be stupid enough to make all that noise and go through your boat because it's something. But if it's a professional guy, he went through it. So through bolted, you know, he, he go to the next unit. He yep, just next drop one. it and went to the next one. It's a whole bunch of boats down there. The same units. Now, yours, yours is not the easiest. Now, yes. keep this in mind. There was nine boats. Five got stolen. I mean, completed. Probably also about forty thousand dollars. That's how we met, actually. Right. If you remember, and they got uh, forty thousand dollars worth of equipment. Thirty-five minutes. <laughs> Those 35 minutes. Are All these things, they are professionals. They know, I mean, and the cameras, what they help, they help a lot with, you know, if you have some sort of alert system on your phone, then you can check the camera and see if so, what's going on. You call the police. That's technically how it works. Or you call the, the security guy at the marina. Um, That's the first guy you got to call to find yeah, out yeah, if he let them in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but yes, these people are organized. Through bolting. Based on our experience, we deal with this all the time. It, it, it works. Uh, now we have uh, another problem with the computers. Now you know everything. Everybody's back up with. I mean, everything's back order. Shipping problems, supply, and mm -hmm. then, you know all this is going on now. Uh, one of the main targets that we've seen lately is uh, ECMs, the computers yep. on the Verados. So it's easy money. They, you know, you have a triple. You pop the the cowlings. Three computers, eight thousand dollars a pop. You know, in less than an hour, it's four screws each computer. So what the people are doing is changing those uh, OEM uh, machine screws and changing with tamper-proof, being creative. People are uh, taking steps, and hopefully everybody, if everybody does it, then it's, it's, you know, people will look for something else. Nobody still stares from cars anymore <laughs> because everything changed. And that's, I think, the goal of this meeting is to, you know, put the word out there yeah. and educate the, the community and do a... a, a, a a, co a combined effort and change the way that we do things so these people these crooks will go and look for something else not our boats that's i think that's the a goal, goal make it more difficult yes the, the day that you won't ever get your boat stolen is the day you don't own one right Correct. you know what i'm saying Correct. the probability of it happening is very good especially where we live and if you have something that people want Correct. make it that much more difficult Keep pressuring the Garmins, the Ferunos, the Ray Marines of the world, the Simrads of the world. Hey, guys, we love your product, but you need to protect us because we want to protect our own stuff. It's a customer and experience. If, and if you guys have to add there, so. a because of the money factor of it, add a hey, for $129 a month, you can have the you can activate the GPS system well, make, that's make, within make your GPS. GPS. Well, 29 a month is a little bit higher. Make I make love that. Well, <laughs> listen. And, and by the way, that's that's the other point that I've been telling these guys. I said, listen, you now got your active captain app, and you've got all these things going on. There are ways. Stop mm -hmm. resisting and look at the money factor. 
I'll sign up. I mean, my boat alarm, I have a, a yearly subscription to have the ability to have the app and have the app interface with the phone. Don't be stupid. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Say, though, even if it's going to be an optional thing. So, yeah, I want the option. And with the option, let's say I'm paying $125 a year. What? It, frankly, you could tell me it's $300 a year. I'd pay it yep. because that unit is $5,000 plus. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I project that over time, okay, you know what? I'll do the math. It's like gambling. I'm not going to go without insurance. That's my insurance policy to be able to make sure that unit is going to tell me when it's We're, being. Keep it. Keep in mind is is is, you know, for what we hear in this podcast, it's not just, you know, my unit got stolen, my insurance paid for, I put it back, everything's good. A lot of people think about that. I mean, that's the way it works. And I don't think that's the way it works. I've seen it firsthand with my friends, and it's 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 traumatized. I mean, it's like right. you, you feel... It's it, it, you feel oh. violated. You feel violated. It, it's, yeah. you know, violated. It's a harness. You know, they cut your harness. They damage your boat. Now... You you you're thinking every day. That what it's about a they, what about if they, they step into my house? I mean, my family was sleeping with my boat. And, right. and you know, it's it's all these things will go through your mind, Plus and it, it will probably change your boating habits. Of course, for Plus, sure. For a lot of people, that's their business. So when that right. gets taken, not only is your boat stolen or your harness is taken, but you can't do business that, no, anymore. You got downtime. Yeah, yeah there's right. downtime, yep. which could be more expensive than any damage they that's did to right. your Correct. boat. Or, like you said, when your parts are out, oh, I got to wait eight weeks. Right. With all of the shortages that we're having, right. getting a new boat is not as easy as it was three no. years ago. No. Right? So you want to keep the one that you have. Now, the one thing that, that I, I don't know, like there was this kind of theme here of – like the electronics companies know this is happening and they're, they're being resistant because they're making so much money. Like almost like a, um, like it's like, that's like by design. I don't, I don't, I don't I think, no, disagree no. with that. Like I, said, I don't like, think they're, they're sending not, out no, no, thieves no, to definitely, do it. Definitely not. <laughs> no, no, none of us are, but I'm just saying, I know, I know those guys and they're, they may be benefiting from it, but they're not, it, it's not by design. And who knows what, kind of technology it costs to actually put this in and how it would affect their their manufacturing. And that's why I like what you said so much is let's let's do this so that it is better. Like somebody is going to say, well, this one has the theft pre- prevention in it. So I'm buying two. And this is what I'm going to put on my skiff. And this is what I'm going to mm-hmm. put on my on my Zodiac. This is what I'm going to put in my big boat. Like people that have boats have lots of boats. Mm-hmm. And when you say I'm loyal to this brand, you're probably not selling one unit. You're probably selling like a dozen units to cer- certain individuals. Make it to where the company is benefiting from it. Like what you're talking yeah, about. I, I think I, that's a great idea. I don't have a problem with you making money. Okay. Nobody and, does. Right. We're happy I, to I, give it. We're, we're, we're giving it to them by, by the suitcase full. But I don't want the problem of dealing with somebody stealing me, exactly. stealing my stuff. And then I have no way of tracking or recovering right. or nothing like that. Right. I would pay if this unit said, this is the Garmin 76, 16, uh, two. And this two meant it has a chip inside, but to activate that chip, I got to pay. It's like OnStar. You buy a brand new car That's and it's it. got OnStar. Exactly. Hey, like, OnStar's here, but if you don't pay for the OnStar service, then it's useless. And and to right? pick up right. pick up on what Tom said, because I yeah, I don't want it to be thought of as as this conspiracy with the thieves. These folks that I spoke to when I started They're in 2018. No, no, but just talking about the folks behind the company. Great people. I'm not gonna drop names, but the folks that I spoke with from Garmin, they are regular people. They love to fish. 
they understand the situation. And it is, it, you know, the Furuno folks, fantastic. All these people, not all, all are they great people, but they're very smart and they know what their products do. They understand that they've got a business to run. They got to understand that uh, it's all marketing and everything else. And certainly they're not going out of their way uh, to, to, to urge these thefts. But by the same token, and this is where I try and draw the parallel. It's one thing not to go out of your way to urge all of this stuff. It's another thing not to bring into uh, current technology that that technology and, and the law jargon they talk about in products liability cases, uh, the defense to any claim on a product, the state of the art defense, which means at the time that this uh, car was manufactured, I have a 1983 Jeep. At the time that Jeep was manufactured, that was the state of the art at the time, such that if that Jeep has a problem with it, that's since been corrected, you can't argue that the Jeep was defective because back in 1983, right. that's all we got. My argument here is the state of the art defense today doesn't work unless a GPS unit can be tracked because the state of the art is everything else has got, look at Eric's product. Yep. That thing tells you everything. So that technology exists now. So the question is, why do the manufacturers not catch up? To where things are now because there really is no reason not to do so unless you want to sit back and be i'll use the word complicit we don't have an obligation to act and we're going to keep it this way but then when we're hearing people saying listen we love your product we'll pay an annual subscription if we're able to track you know garmin already has these tracker apps for people that hike in the mountains and they pay airtime for that it, just it, move it the, to this product listen their garmin in reach unit that's, that's it i got that's rid it. of my satellite phone because of my in reach unit that's it i used to pay 88 dollars a month for a satellite phone <laughs> that i only used I don't know. Once. I, no, not once, <laughs> but I would say a lot when I would go to the Bahamas. But outside of that, I didn't need to. But here I am paying $88 a month and nothing rolls over. I don't get extra anything. I found that in Reach Unit. Perfect. And I pay $49 a month and it's unlimited text messages on anywhere you are in the world. Bluetooth through your phone. So I don't have to sit there on a small key. In the middle of stream. And, yeah. it, and it tracks. <laughs> and it tracks. Right. And it's it's awesome, but make that available to the consumer with the GPS. That's right. We're all, especially down here, where it's very hot, uh, people stealing people's GPSs. So we want to put a GPS on the GPS. 100%. There, there it is. That's exactly. <laughs> it should be called the GPS, GPS 7616. <laughs> Two. That's it. Two. That's it. That's what it should be. We have to understand also, that from the manufacturing perspective, they, they've, they're like our company, uh, our main focus is tracking, monitoring. That's what we do. That's what we breathe every day. That's our day to day. They have, you know, other projections in the sense that they need to have better, uh, um, you know, uh, the chart plotter have to be up to date. The better customer sure. experience, so, the imaging, and, 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 and it's too. And, and, and even it's so, Garmin, world, I get and, it. And, and, and even so, Garmin has that uh, department of tracking and satellite. Um, there's two different, so they, they will have to actually spend some time and, and it will be a whole new department because this requires, you know, connection to cell phone towers. Yep. Now, matter of fact, I'm going to take advantage of this podcast. If for people that have a GPS and you know that you're talking about Jeep, uh, 3G technology is going to go away February 22nd, 
of 2022. So it's going to be one year. We have one a few months, actually. Okay. So the 3G platform is going to be shut down. From at least from AT and T, T Mobile already took care of that. They, they have no more three G. They're, they're making room. This is a little technical, but they're making room for the new five G and the new four G. They need that that real estate, let's say, and they shutting down the whole three G. So a lot of people have those trackers from the early 2010, 20, 2012, and they are three G. Oh yeah, so that's, that, that's they're that's gonna, gonna be obsolete. They're gonna be obsolete. So people have to start looking proactively. The same thing that we've been talking since since we started the podcast and look for new technologies, newer uh, trackers because by February next year most units will, will be bricks. They will not be functional. That's something to keep in mind wow. from the technology. and that's something that Garmin and all these people have to, you know, right. also take in consideration. You, you know, another thing that I love about uh, Log Marine. And because I had it put on my flats boat as well. And I got great news today from Eric that now there's one app that can monitor oh, yeah. both, right. which that was my biggest thing. I'm like, yes, I want to be able to see both of my boats on my app. He said, now you can do it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> you get to know your boat. Babe. My friend tells me, I, I know my boat personality now. I know what <laughs> oh, it does. No, for sure. Because when it rains, you know, I know the yeah, she got an attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. She got all of a sudden, she doesn't want to charge. <laughs> I got to sit there and bring her roses. What's up, baby? It's me. I'm back. You bring her roses anyway. I that's do. Why, that's why it's so traumatic and you feel so violated because you've dreamed about this boat. You've thought, okay, well, the rod it's holder hot. needs to go here, mm-hmm. not here. And I need to put this here and this. And you got it perfect. And then somebody comes and rips it off and then and, and it's the worst thing yes the, the the feeling of being violated like that is absolutely awful um and i know it all too well from the mexico story to a boat that i had when i was way younger that they stripped and left out in the middle of the everglades to a to a mercedes-benz that i had that got stolen at the hard rock Quick story. This is too good. It's too good. <laughs> we can't let you go. It's too good. You have to. You I had to come back now. from Costa Rica and I had to play at the Hard Rock. So I land. I took boom, got my car, went to the Hard Rock. I get to the Hard Rock. At that point, they all they all knew me because I played at Passion, and the guys like, "Hey, Laz." I'm like, hey, dude, listen, I got, I got to go. I'm running late. I got to go take a shower. He goes, boom. I give him, uh, you know, throw him a tip, and he gives me my card, valet receipt. And I always took care of him extra so he would leave it up front. So I'm at the I'm at the counter checking in at the hard rock. At the counter there, and all of a sudden this gentleman walks up wearing a black suit, the hard rock name tag, the earpiece, <laughs> the whole bit. And he goes, and knew who I was. He goes, Laz, I'm sorry. Um, they gave you the wrong ticket outside. I didn't think nothing about it. Zero. And I go, oh, shit, yeah, here you go. And he gives me a ticket. I put the ticket in my pocket like nothing. I go to work that night. <laughs> I get back to nah. my room. <laughs> when I get up and I go to the front, I give the ticket to the guy. Now, mind you, it's not the same guy that was working at night. It's a whole different crew. <laughs> and he looks at it and he looks at it again. He looks in the drawer. He goes, <laughs> and I see him like a little confused. And he goes, um, hey, do you have another ticket? This is the wrong ticket. And I go, well, it's the fucking ticket they gave me last night. <laughs> oh, man. Bro, and as soon as I said that, I went, no, uh, no way. And I go, hang on a second. I said, why is this the wrong ticket? This, this is the wrong ticket. This is a ticket from, you know, like before. And I go, let me explain something to you. <laughs> last night when I got here, homie gave me a ticket. I gave money. Normally puts my car up front. I was checking into the hotel and a gentleman walked up to me with a suit, with the name tag, with the earpiece, and said, somebody gave you the wrong ticket. He said, don't tell me that. 
I said, I'm telling you that. That's when they called the head of security. They got all the cameras. They got the guy walking up to me. They see the whole exchange. <laughs> That's bold, oh, man. Wow. Check this out. They found my car in the hood in Miami, and it's called a cool-down period. I found out. That's right. I found out the, the terminology. They steal your car. They park it there for 24 hours. If within 24 hours, tow truck, police, nobody shows up, that car doesn't have a tracker. Right. Oh, wow. Then they go yeah. and take your car and they strip it. Is that insane? Same with the boats. They <laughs> wow. do the same thing. It's, What's insane is if I'm a if I'm a thief, I'm not thinking, let's go up to the highest profile guy we can find and pull this pull this Whoa. thing on him. Like they didn't think they, they didn't think that But 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 you think about it, that's the perfect way. Yeah. Because he's got a thousand things on his mind and he's trying to do all this and it's just that, like I didn't here. even look at when I saw <laughs> that's actually a brilliant it's idea. Brilliant. Yes. Where are you gonna be next week? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Where are you playing? Now I got a driver, buddy. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but yeah, it, it's crazy. And I, I thought about it after I go, shit, that was genius. It really is. It really was. And you know that since that day they changed their protocol at the Hard Rock about parking cars and this and that and all all sorts of. I'm uh, sure they hear something wow. on the radio the, day, the, right, the next day. <laughs> oh, but you know they were quick about it. I gotta be. I gotta be honest. They when I tell you they were quick about they damage did. control. Listen. Mr. Mendez, we apologize for what happened. Uh, you know, the tow truck, your insurance company, everything like they, they handled shit and said, and from now on, you have a, a carte blanche here at the Hard Rock. As far as, they, they were good. It worked out. They were good about it. But I was like, yo, damn. That's amazing. It, re it really was. Uh, the moral of the podcast is, first of all, thank you guys for, thank you for, for doing it. Uh, having me here is protect your stuff as much as you can. And that, at the end of the day, let's do what we can with these companies like Garmin, Furuno, and all these people to push them to do something better. I know I can't speak for everybody, but I know I would be willing to do a yearly subscription if I had the option to push a button and be able to track my unit when it turned back on. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a phone. Somebody steals your phone. You have that thing on your phone. You can delete everything on your phone. Gone. Correct. The technology is out there. It's not like we're right? We just implement into but it's there. And let's find harsher punishments for these damn thieves. Yep. Really, make make it to the point where, dude, if I if I get caught here doing this, mm, it's gonna get. It's back. no longer this. Right. Defund the thieves. That's right. <laughs> damn right. <laughs> That's right. You know, just as a quick ending to this, because one thing to weave into what you just said, when I went and spoke with the state attorney um, and got them together with the cops, probably within. Three months thereafter, uh, I can't get into everything, how it went down, but they commenced an investigation of a chop shop. And once they had all their intel, they moved in. And, and if you Google it, you'll see it's called Operation Not Yours, K-N-O-T. And they got Love a father-son father, father duo that had been responsible for all of these thefts, the stripping. They There was like a NASCAR pit crew wow. at their house. Jack stands, everything, motors come off. They strip the boat, and then off it goes to the Redlands. Well, that and guy so, wins father of the year. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so they, you know, that, that was, you know, bringing awareness to the situation to get all aspects of people, law enforcement, consumers, everybody together, social media, that's the way – collectively you can do something and make a difference and listen and your pages online 
are awesome as well because the more people know about yes. it, the more people can be on the look. That's right. The look out. If God forbid they stole somebody's boat in West Palm and it's headed to Miami, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm on 95 and it's I just got an alert through Facebook that said there's a CV being towed by an F350 that's black, and it. Wait, that bitch is right and next I mean, to me. No, <laughs> you know, Man, another listen, example. That happens all the time. If I post that we're going somewhere and we're towing a boat, I'll get messages. Hey, just saw you going the other Spot way. Spot you and then. That yeah. happens all the time. Here, right. Here's an example of real time. Somebody's boat was in somebody's uh, repair facility. I think this one was a 37. It may have been a yellow fin. Someone's on the. What, what, what's the rail system from Palm Beach? What's a tri-rail? They're a tri-rail, and they're going by. They're heading south, and they just happen to look, and they said, oh, my God, that's my boat. <laughs> oh, and so all of a sudden, they put it up on Facebook. It was in some industrial area, probably at the cool-down site, and gets it up on the Facebook page. Boom, we put it up. Boom, cops get there. And they get the boat. And that was the guy's boat. And that was it. All because of that social was God, media. buddy. Uh, it sure was. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's definitely some divine intervention. But that whole thing about being current on social media, they cannot outrun social media. Right. It's and like the Amber Alert. That, that's it. It's right. the Amber Alert for vessels. That's it. It's exa- exactly what it is. So, all right. Uh, well, we'll use it all. Right. Get the lights. Get the yeah, motion detecting lights. Get, marine. Marine. Yeah, get it all, when, man. Get it all. When, when it comes to the boat investment, I mean, you have to be proactive. That, that, I think that's a message. Be proactive, not reactive. Be be on the lookout. Absolutely. Small stuff, whatever you can do. There are different boats. You know, there's smaller budget boats or bigger boats. You know, it's all whole spectrum of different boats. But do the right thing. Protect your boat however you can with all the – there are plenty of tools out there to, to make it difficult for – the crooks to, to get you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Make it more difficult. That's Make for it more sure. Difficult. Right on. Well, that, that was, was awesome, sure. man. No, this is great. Thank you guys. Very, 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 very good. Definitely. <laughs> Hopefully we've conveyed a message that people say, you know what? We, we, we got to do more. We got to be aware, get involved. And, uh, you know, we start pushing back a little Let, bit. Let's start a hashtag. Put a GPS on my GPS. So there you go. <laughs> Buy Loke Marine. There you go. Yeah. I love it. And don't go to Mexico to retrieve. That, that's no. right. There you go. You got 10000 bucks in your pocket. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's it, man. We're out. Thanks for everything. And come back next week. We'll have another awesome podcast. Thank All you, right. Tom. See you.